Welcome to Go Green Radio, brought to you by Covanta Energy. Reduce, reuse, recycle. Rethink renewable energy and energy from waste. This program will help start you thinking about how to protect our world and its important resources. Now here's the host for Go Green Radio, Jill Buck. Welcome to Go Green Radio, everybody. So glad that you could tune in. We've got two guests today that I just adore and I love working with. Uh, We are going to be talking with the Executive Director of the Green Schools National Network and the Director for the Center of Green Schools. They're joining us today to talk to us about a few things that are very important. Um, They're going to be talking to us about what their organizations are doing, but they're also going to be sharing with us some information about a -a one-of-a-kind gathering um, that's going to be taking place in May, and it's called the Green Schools um, Conference and Expo, and we're going to be talking about that and why you should not miss it. So our first guest up is Anissa Hemming, and she is the director for the Center uh, for Green Schools. This was originally one of the uh, spinoffs or or subdivisions of the U.S. Green Building Council, and it's a very important and resourceful organization, and we'll get into what they do in a moment. But Anissa, I would love to have you talk to us about the Green Schools Conference and Expo that's coming up in May. Tell us where and when the conference takes place and some of the plenary speakers that you have lined up. Yeah, we are so excited about this conference, and thanks for having us on the line, Jill. Uh, The conference is May 3rd and 4th in Denver, Colorado, and it um, starts off actually with some pre-conference workshops and tours on May 2nd. So you can get out in the Denver area and see all the cool green schools work that's going on in the city. And the conference itself kicks off on May 3rd with a a plenary, with a general session, with a keynote by Janine Benyus. And if listeners don't know who Janine Benyus is, she is one cool lady. She is the founder of the Biomimicry Institute. Um, And that is an institute that brings biologists into conversations about how our world is constructed and designed. So the Biomimicry Institute uh, brings people who know a lot about ecology and the way that, uh, you know, habitat and and water resources are used in the world and the kind of um, services that those uh, biological uh, elements in our world give to us. Uh, bring that to the to the design of buildings and cities and products and all sorts of things. So um, it's very cool. She has a lot of really interesting things to share with us. And so that's the opening keynote. And then later in the day, we have another general session with Emily Pilaton. And Emily is the founder of Project H Design and Girls Garage. And Project H Design was actually featured in a film um, last year or the year before. Um, it's a effort in rural North Carolina that she led with one other designer to work with students in rural North Carolina to design things that were important for their community and learn about the ways that um, design thinking and looking at a problem from new perspectives can can have on your community. And she brought that to these students in an area of North Carolina that doesn't get a lot of resources and, and um, new educational you know, models. So it's really cool and exciting. And she's going to speak to us on Thursday afternoon. 
very cool. And I know that if you go to the website, there's a, a great an easy way to look at all the speakers that are coming and all the breakout sessions. Uh, remind us again, Anissa, what is the website that our, our listeners can go to to find out about all the great speakers you have coming? It's easy to remember. It's greenschoolsconference.org. And that Very has all of our yeah. keynote speakers and our sessions as well. And how to register, most importantly. We want to be there. Yes. I'm going to be there. We're all going to be there. So I hope that our listeners yeah. will join us as well. Now, uh, I'd like to bring on Dr. Jenny Seidel. She's the executive director of the Green Schools National Network, someone I respect wholeheartedly. She is an amazing individual. Jenny, talk to us about the Student Summit that's going on at the Green Schools Conference and Expo. Thank you, Jill. The Student Summit is a mainstay of the conference since it was founded and we are thrilled to partner this year with Captain Planet Foundation, who is actually leading the programming and sponsorship of this event. They have, it is called Sparking Up, Speaking Out, Revolutionizing Activism. And as we know, hearing our young students from uh, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, the capacity for young people to speak the truth and challenge um, the status quo for their future, and this particular session is designed to really support young, passionate change makers. And in the to do this, they have identified they're bringing in four really amazing young people. Shudekscott um, Martinez is an author of the book We Rise. He's an environmental activist, hip-hop artist, and the director of Earth Guardians, which is a worldwide conservation organization. He is amazing. I've been watching him speak since he was ten, publicly since he was 10 years old. He's getting ready to graduate from high school now. The second um, leader is Erin Schrode. She's a social entrepreneur and writer from San Francisco area. And I've known Erin since she and her mother founded a, an organization called Teens Turning Green. And you may have had them on your program in the past when Erin was young. Um, she also has been the youngest person ever to run for a U.S. Congress seat. So she will be there sharing her story and 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 igniting a fire on, in our young activists. And then John um, Seidel from Atlanta, and now he's, he's not, we're still trying to figure out, his mother and I call ourselves cousins, we're trying to figure <laughs> out what the link is. Um, but John was the former CEO of, a, of an organization called Revolution Nation, and he has, two years ago, was appointed as the youngest sustainability director director ever hired by a major city. He's now the sustainability director of Atlanta and is just an amazing young man and doing, leading the way in Atlanta in some very exciting um, initiatives. And then finally, uh, DJ Cav, Cavem Motivation. Don't you love that? Mo uh, yes. Motivation um, from Denver. He's also a hip-hop hip activist and um, motivator for veganism and food justice, so he won't be there. And I think the students um, who participate in this summit from 8 to 6.30 on Thursday, May 3rd, are just going to walk away not just inspired, but they are also going to be looking at 
um, designing a campaign for the, for themselves that they will take on in their own communities and schools. So we're very, very excited about this um, student summit. It builds on a great tradition. I think, though, it continues to get better, and with Captain Planet in the lead, um, it is surely going to be just an awesome event. Well, and you know, that is a huge and exciting component of, of the summit. I, I see the, you know, when I come to the conferences each year, I see the students come out just sparkling, just ready to go. And that is a great component. But there's another component of the conference and expo that, that kind of hits where the rubber meets the road. And that's where uh, we help classroom teachers. And Jenny, I'd love for you to talk to us about some of the breakout sessions that will feed and nurture the needs of classroom teachers who are trying to bring this to students every day. Sure. So we have, there are actually seven tracks, and I'm going to highlight my three favorite. Um, All of them are awesome, but there are three that I think are amazing. One of the things that is critical for teachers to understand about green, healthy, sustainable schools and education for sustainability is that it's not an add-on. It's a way of working smarter and, and being and using coherent and relevant topics in the curriculum to really engage students. So track three is called Green Grade by Grade, Sustainability Education for All. And the sessions in that track address math, um, English language arts. Um, There is a session um, by a team from the School for Environmental Leadership and the Marin School of Environmental Leadership that is focused on a career academy designed to support students in their, their journey toward green careers. So that track is pretty awesome. The second um, track that I want to highlight is called All In, and it is about social equity in um, K-12 schools and and really thinking about, we often focus on the environment as the main core of sustainability, but in reality, social equity is is a critical component of the triple bottom line. And so this particular track is focused on equity as the foundation for sustainability. And we have, again, focusing and celebrating those youth voices Um, A team from the Environmental Charter Schools in South L.A. will be presenting the Climate Resilience Program that they have initiated with their students. We also have a team from the District of Columbia Public Schools, the D.C. Public Schools, who are going to be talking about how equity is supporting um, their sustainability initiatives and actually driving innovation in their district Then we have a session on um, natural disasters and how to to support schools and recover in the midst of the increasing natural disasters that we have, which oftentimes hit our most um, underserved populations and neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. So that is the... uh, track that, again, I'm really excited about. And then the final one that I wanted to highlight is called Collaborative, um, Collective Green, Collaborating for, to Catalyze Change. And one of the exciting things about 
the Green Schools Conference and the movement is that we all come together with the vision and, you know, that every child in this country deserves to attend a green, healthy, sustainable school. So this session is expanding, you know, and looking at how schools and school districts can collaborate and work together. So that is amazing. Those are are my favorites. Well, that, that is amazing. And there's so much more I want to talk to you both about, both on the conference and on your organizations. But we're going to take a quick commercial break. So there's much more Go Green Radio. Don't go away, folks. We'll be back right after this. News. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%? 43%? Or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Tolvanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Tolvanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Conservation starts with us. Learn about environmental concerns each week when you tune in to Our Wild World with host Ellie Weiss. Our show centers on Africa each week and what's being done to save our wildlife, ecology, and ourselves. However, we'll also discuss what's going on closer to home. And most importantly, we'll let you know what can be done in our own backyards by featuring guest experts and featuring your questions and answers. Listen every Monday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio. So glad that you could all tune in. And if you're just joining us, let me catch you up. We have two guests today. We have Dr. Jenny Seidel, the Executive Director of the Green Schools National Network. And we have Anissa Hemming, who is the Director for the Center for Green Schools. And just before the break... Jenny was talking to us about uh, some of the breakout sessions that are going to be happening at the Green Schools Conference and Expo. And she was mentioning that there's going to be a session um, on you know, natural disasters and helping schools recover from those. An interesting factoid about Anissa is that 
um, she began her career. She has a, a background in architecture and she began her work with the U.S. Green Building Council in New Orleans and was hired to assist with rebuilding the schools after Hurricanes Katrina and Rita. So, uh, it, you know what? We have such cool guests. Only the best for you. Go Green Radio listeners. Anissa, um, talk to us about the conference sessions that you think are going to be most useful for school administrators. And that could be school principals and vice principals, or it could be district office employees. Tell us about that. Sure. Well, you know, school administrators these days um, are being put in charge of more and more related to all aspects of this of the way the school is run, right? So school administrators like principals have in the past been in charge clearly of what's being taught in the school and the school culture, making sure everyone is um, able to to learn and and understands what's expected of them at the school. But principals nowadays often are also needing to know a lot about, um, school school security and facilities management and uh, reporting requirements and all sorts of things. So we've got um, sessions that are supposed to be addressing all of the aspects of what school administrators need to consider uh, when they are running schools. So we have the sessions that Jenny was talking about earlier before the break um, related to sustainability curriculum and um, giving teachers what they need to bring sustainability, global sustainability, and um, social equity issues into the classroom. We also have a lot of sessions related to um, school facilities and um, sustainable operations of schools. So uh, we have a couple sessions I wanted to call out related to um, energy management and net zero energy in schools. So Albuquerque Public Schools is joining us to talk about their efforts in in trying to curtail the amount of energy that's being used in their schools. Um, we also have Baltimore City coming over to Denver for the conference um, to talk about net zero energy school design and their efforts to um, figure out how they're going to build all the schools they need to rebuild in Baltimore City um, because of the the past um, neglect of the school buildings or the inability to invest in them in the last couple decades. They really need to rebuild a lot of schools in that city. And so they're looking at how do we build those schools in a way that uses no energy from the electricity grid. So that is really exciting. We're really excited to have them We've got um, some other sessions that address other aspects of green. So everybody knows energy efficiency is green, um, but there's a lot of other things that we consider when we talk about green schools. And one of those is health and wellness, making sure that schools are healthy for all students and teachers. Um, We're really excited about a session we have on Friday, May 4th, with um, a whole bunch of researchers that the EPA has given grants to to study indoor health, indoor environmental health in schools. So that's looking at air quality, at the effect of daylight, um, the effect of noise in our schools, um, and looking at how that affects student achievement and student health. And so they'll be talking about all their research projects, which are really just now 
finishing. So these are new results that we're going to be hearing about at the conference, things that we've never really heard before about the ways that school buildings impact students. Wow, um, that's and really amazing. Yeah, and I know that, cool? that it is. And that's why I love this conference, because it brings together people from all over the country with all these pockets of knowledge that we all bring together um, and, and share the wisdom and share these ideas. I, I love the way that this conference brings so many folks together who might never otherwise have a conversation and they get to meet each other face to face. And it's so cool. I, in a lot of school districts, Anissa, as you well know, facilities managers are the ones who are working on sustainability issues. Talk to us about some of the conference sessions that would help those folks the most. Yeah, so those sessions I just mentioned are really great for facilities people. Another one I would highlight especially that Jenny touched on briefly before the break is in the session track um, about social equity as a foundation for sustainability. And DC Public Schools is going to be joining us to talk about promoting equity through sustainability initiatives that they're implementing across the district. So trying to to, um, weave their sustainability efforts into the efforts that the district is doing already related to equity and making sure all students get the resources they need to to achieve what they should be able to achieve. So we're really excited about having that. I would also like to mention that the the conference this year is being co-located with a conference called Rocky Mountain Green, which is a building industry conference related to sustainability. And it's been going on for about 11 years. So it's a well-well founded, you know, like it's been around for a long time. Uh, mm-hmm. Rocky Mountain Green is, is happening at the same time as the Green Schools Conference and people who purchase registration to go to the Green Schools Conference can also go to the tracks in Rocky Mountain Green if they're interested. So school facilities people have way more options at this conference than they would at some of our previous conferences because they're able to take advantage of a whole other range of sessions that are being presented to the Rocky Mountain region about green buildings, green infrastructure, green operations. Um, We're really excited about that co-location. That is terrific. Jenny, I want to switch gears to you. Um, You are the executive director of the Green Schools National Network, and I'm very proud to be one of the members of the advisory board. I love this organization. Um, I would love for you to share with our listeners uh, the, the mission of the Green Schools National Network and how you work with other organizations in the Green Schools movement. What a fun question. <laughs> we, are, we are a network. So we work, uh, we believe that collaboration is absolutely essential. There is so much work to be done. Our mission, or excuse me, our vision is that all schools and school districts are green, healthy, and sustainable. And so, and we actualize that through our mission, which is to provide um, teachers, administrators, leaders, and professionals with evidence-based resources and tools to help them, you know, decrease their impact on the natural environment as well as um, decrease their budget, operating budget, budget, 
improve the health and well-being of staff and students who work, learn, and play in schools, and also to prepare students with the knowledge and skills to co-create a sustainable future. So that's a big, that's a big tent. And there are 133,000 schools um, and, you know, 14,000 school districts and 133,000 schools across the country. So um, the creation of the network is, is specifically designed to, you know, lift up the organizations and the partners around the country that are doing best work. So ANISA and the Center for Green Schools is a critical partner of ours. Their expertise related to the building science side of things is is just essential. The Green Schools Alliance is another organization that is networking and and creating um, opportunities for um, leaders, sustainability, and facility managers from districts to collaborate and work closely together. Um, we have, you know, a PD collaborative where we highlight um, folks who are doing amazing professional development with schools. And so, um, you know, our core values are that, you know, collaboration is critical, um, igniting leaders to see a different future is essential, and um, we do that through partnerships. And, you know, we have some direct programs that I think we're going to talk about a little bit later, but um, the partnerships are absolutely essential. And Anissa, talk to us about the Center for Green Schools. Talk to our listeners about a little bit about the history and the mission of your organization. So the, the Center for Green Schools was founded as part of the U.S. Green Building Council, as you mentioned before. And the U.S. Green Building Council is best known as the founder of the LEED rating system for buildings. So the council is actually a council, which a lot of people don't realize when they hear about the organization. It's 12,000 member companies and organizations, including schools and um, colleges and universities, who have input on the definition of what a green environment should be, and they vote on all of our different rating systems that um, that sort of define what green building, green communities um, need to look like. So the, that's the U.S. Green Building Council. The Center for Green Schools was founded because we wanted to take that knowledge that we had about green building and green environments and make it as relevant as we could for schools. And that means addressing the things that are most important to our K-12 through schools which includes what's going on inside the classroom. So what we aim to do is to bring sustainability to life in the classroom, and we also aim to encourage communities, including our policymakers at all levels, to work together toward a future that's healthier for people and for the planet. So well, we and we're going to dig into the details yeah. of that after this next commercial cool. break. We'll talk about some of the resources and some of the things that you will find if you visit both of these organizations' websites, if you get involved with their organizations. There's just a wealth of information, and we'll talk about that more right after this commercial break. News, 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 news,
Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%, 43%, or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. World. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Being here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss being here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane right here on the 7th Wave Network. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio. So glad that you could all tune in. Um, We are talking today about three things. We're talking about 
the Center for Green Schools. We're talking about the Green Schools National Network. And we're talking about a really exciting conference that if you can make it and you're into the Green Schools movement at all, this is the place to be. May 3rd and 4th in Denver, Colorado, the Green Schools Conference and Expo. And you can find out everything you need to know by going to www.greenschoolsconference.org. So we have Anissa Hemming with us on the Center for Green Schools Director. And Anissa, you guys have a really cool program called the Green Schools Fellowship and Scholarship Program. Talk to us about that and give us some of the success stories that have bubbled up from that program. Yeah, so the the Fellowship and Scholarship Program actually came out of an effort that we started around seven years ago to give some some help and resources to the people who are leading sustainability at the school district level. So we have school districts around the country who have, in the last 10 years or so, um, started to establish positions at the school system level to um, implement programs related to sustainability. So these are the folks that are making sure that their districts have energy management programs. Um, They're the ones doing green cleaning programs for their school systems. They're also usually the ones to help the school, um, the the people in the schools like the teachers to connect sustainability to their content that they're trying to teach in the classes. So it's a really, really critical group of people. And right now we have around 200 school districts that we are working with around the country who have this type of position in their school district offices. Wow. And and do they span, you know, urban, rural, suburban, you know, multiple states? Or are they, you know, is there any core characteristic? What do you find in terms of their demographics? You know, I think the most exciting thing about it is that it's not just uh, it's not just limited to the places you might expect to have uh-huh. green schools or sustainable schools. Um, we have districts all over the country establishing these types of positions. A lot of times, the people who are called sustainability directors or sustainability coordinators are in districts that are a little bit bigger. Um, because they have the ability to establish, you know, to focus a staff person on this. So Lincoln Public Schools, Kansas City Public Schools, um, Detroit Public Schools, D.C., Salt Lake City, (laughs) San Francisco. Um, We've got people all over the country, but we also have people who are involved in our networks who have a position that's more general because they're in smaller districts. We have a real rock star going right now in Whitefish, Montana, which has three schools. Um, And he's the chief academic officer, but he's very interested in bringing sustainability to the students that are in that school district and involving them in making their schools greener and learning about global issues related to uh, sustainability. So, he is involved in this network and is really leading a lot of um, others from around the country in thinking about how to do this because of his background and because of his responsibilities that he has at this district. 
That is so cool. Now, Jenny, I know that the Green Schools National Network has something called a green print, something like a blueprint, and some core principles um, that can really help schools kind of guide themselves towards what is truly a green school. Talk to us about the green print and the core principles of the Green Schools National Network. Sure. So the first green print was actually um, published by our uh, by the Green Schools um, Network in 2008, and um, the second green print, which we're working from right now, um, came about in in 2012. So we have five core practices. The first core practice is curriculum that advances environmental and sustainability literacy, and that you know, really the core practices, what we have identified in each of these core practices are five um, indicators that schools can follow um, to help them just look at their approach to curriculum in this particular um, area to determine if they are, you know, on the path. Again, everybody is on a different um, section of the, of the journey. And so, so the curriculum is a critical component. Core practice two is stewardship and service learning. We believe that all students in every, at every grade level should have a critical experience that allows them to feel agency in their communities and connect with, um, excuse me, doing real-world, authentic, um, place-based and project-based work. The third core practice is sustainable facilities design and management, and these incorporate a lot of the um, best management practices for creating a healthy learning environment. The fourth core practice is health and well-being, and again, you know, looking at all of the systems within a school, so food service, how can we bring, you know, whole fresh foods back into the school, and curriculum that supports lifetime Um, fitness and outdoor fitness, um, outdoor recreation, um, the kinds of things that we want all of our children to be able to experience and and maintain um, to to have a healthy life and a healthy attitude. The social and emotional side of things in the school culture is a really important part of the core practice four. And then finally, Core Practice 5 is um, strong partnerships and leadership, and we believe that change happens through um, strong, supported, visionary leadership. And so our practices related to school leadership, district um, leadership are really expanding. And, you know, so those are the areas we are just getting ready in with our Catalyst Network to move into um, green, pit, green Print 3.0. So we have all of our schools and school districts beginning to look at a much broader um, document that really is a, a stronger pathway, has more markers and indicators for schools to assess themselves and look at how they're doing in relationship to curriculum instruction, um, student agency, leadership, health and well-being. And then on the facility side, we're not focusing as much on the facility side because we believe that there are other folks much stronger at that than we are. So um, so ours is mainly leadership, teaching and learning, um, and student agencies. Right. Now, you mentioned the Catalyst Network. What is that, Jenny? 
So um, a few years ago, as we started walking through a new strategic plan, we had focus groups across the country. I believe, Jill, that you were a part of uh, one or two, maybe more, um, to begin to look at what the gaps are in the network or in the movement. And one of the gaps was um, really rigorous um, research and evaluation of school processes and and being able to tell the story of the impact of green, healthy, sustainable schools on student learning and achievement and college and career readiness. So we know that sustainability drives innovation, organizational and technological innovation in corporations, and we have anecdotes across the country that shows how it is driving innovation in K-12 schools. So in... Um, as in our conversations, multiple focus groups and multiple iterations of conversations, we determined that creating a network of schools that are implementing best practices who are also committed to research and evaluation um, was an essential part, uh, an essential tool that we needed for the movement. So we have launched what we call our Catalyst Network. Um, all of the schools and school districts in the network are committed to research and evaluation and working with us um, to begin to tell the story of, of how we, um, what, how this is impacting student achievement on both traditional and non-traditional measures. Um, and so in that network, right, we've got 118 schools for phase one and we, we've launched it. And that we're is rolling. fantastic. Well, and it's research-based, which is so critical. And Anissa, I know that the Center for Green Schools website also has a lot of great resources, research, and best practices. Give our listeners an overview of some of the resources that they can access on your site. Yeah. Um, so there are uh, there's a resource tab that people can go to and see all of the um, publications that we have at centerforgreenschools.org. Um, we have a number of guides that are oriented toward um, people who work in schools. So there's a powering down guide to help save energy without spending money on building improvements, just saving energy through behavior. Um, there's another guide that's for people who are both inside schools and also those who want to work with their neighborhood schools or their kids' schools or grandkids' schools called the Green School Investment Guide. And that um, walks through the different sort of systems that are in a school building and um, explains some of the ways that um, we can make those both more resource efficient, so energy saving energy and water, and also um help those systems run um, better for human health. So That is fantastic. Uh, mm-hmm. I wanted to mention one other thing that's um, that you can find through centerforgreenschools.org, but you can find elsewhere as well, and it's called Learning Lab. And it's a, a collection of sustainability curriculum, co- classroom content, that's uh, over 500 lessons in English and Spanish for teachers who are working in in classrooms uh, to bring sustainability concepts into their classrooms. Fantastic. That is unbelievable. What a great resource for all of our listeners who are into the Green Schools movement. We're going to take a quick commercial break, but don't go away, folks. We'll be right back after this. Don't go away. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, 
voiceamerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%, 43%, or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information, about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. All around the outermost rim of the shield, he set the mighty stream of the river Oceanus, creating Achilles' shield in Homer's The Iliad, Book 18. Rachel Carson in The Sea Around Us said, All at last, return to the sea, to Oceanus, the ocean river, like the ever-flowing stream of time, the beginning and the end. Moyer's Environmental Dialogues with Dr. Rob Moyer offers lively dialogue and revealing narrative inquiry into how individuals are overcoming obstacles and creating a greener and blue planet Earth. Tune in Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Helen Hillix, Todd Benton, and Chris Reeves. Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time. 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio. I am so glad that you could all join us. And in case you joined us late, let me catch you up. Our guests today are Anissa Hemming, the director of Center for Green Schools, and Dr. Jenny Seidel, who's the executive director of the Green Schools National Network. And we've been talking about their organizations, but we've also been talking about something that is time sensitive. And I would love for you all to open a new tab in your web browser. Don't do it in this web browser. Keep listening to us on voiceamerica.com. 
but open up a new tab in your web browser and go to greenschoolsconference.org. This is a one-of-a-kind national gathering of leaders and teachers and principals and students and nonprofit organizations and government officials and everybody who's concerned about any portion of the Green Schools movement. This is a face-to-face -face meeting that's happening May 3rd and 4th in Denver, Colorado. I'll be there. I want to see you there. So please consider registering today. Anissa, when we talk about the Green Schools Conference and Expo, what do you think are the top three reasons that people should register to attend right now? So in my opinion, the top three reasons are networking with people that have the same outlook as you about making our schools greener. So feeling like you're part of a community of people who care about this topic, I think that's so important to stay motivated. And we have some great sessions lined up. So I would say the second reason is to learn from people who are doing really amazing work around the country to, to do green schools in their communities. And then the third reason I would say is to be inspired by the keynote speakers that we have lined up, they will knock your socks off. They are so cool. <laughs> so I, think, I think you'll just be very inspired uh, from, from the content and from being around everyone at the conference. We love this event every year. It's, it just inspires us as well. Me too. And I can't wait to see you both there. I'll be there for sure. Jenny, you know, we're doing this show online. Uh, we do a lot of great work in the digital world of communication. But why is it so important in your mind for people to gather face-to-face -face at a conference and expo? What's the value of that face-to-face -face opportunity in your mind? Well, I, the three points that Anissa made are on target, the networking, the learning, the inspiration. But we also know that that social construction of knowledge is how we learn best. And being in community is something that is absolutely essential, especially when we're swimming upstream um, and oftentimes the only voice in the crowd in our home districts or in our schools. So the coming together face-to-face, -face, just feeling the energy of other people, listening to other people, developing relationships. Some of the relationships that I have developed over time from attending the Green Schools Conference have shaped, the, has, has shaped our organization and shaped the way I think. So I think that is absolutely essential, that social networking, the social construction of knowledge, and just plain fun. <laughs> it is amazing to walk through the hallways and, you know, see people that you haven't seen in a year and connect with them and hear their, their journey over the past year and reinforce um, each other that, you know, that we're on a pathway that is essential in co-creating a sustainable future. 
So that's well, that. well said. Because sometimes it can feel like a lonely journey. And some of us who are involved mm-hmm. in the Green Schools movement may be the most passionate person in our town or in our school or in our district. Yeah. And, you know, this is the answer you expect from somebody with a Ph.D. in education. We learn <laughs> best in community. And that yeah. is what this conference provides. And so uh, that's not just education pedagogy. That's uh, that's the social the piece of this that is so important. That's really hard to duplicate. Even, you know, in the all the increasing um, opportunities in the digital world of communication, we just keep it going that way. But really, these face to face opportunities are so important. Jenny, in, in your mind, when we look at the green schools movement, you know, we've come so far. We've been trying to do this for quite some time. Where do you think the green schools movement is at this moment in time? Well, I'm thrilled with where the Green Schools movement is. Again, you know, being one of the pioneers in the movement, I see evidence in numbers that are just astonishing. So we launched at the at the conference last year the Green Schools Catalyst Quarterly, which is now reaching 60,000 people. Um, that, that We did not have that tool even a year ago. So, and, and each time we release an issue, they, you know, our following gets larger. So my dream over the next few years is that with the conference, with the networks and the resources that are being provided by all of our partners across the country, um, with the Catalyst Quarterly, with the Catalyst Network, that we're able to show that half of the schools in the U.S. are implementing some sustainability initiative and impacting students and the and having a positive impact on student health and wellness, having, you know, decreasing footprint and improving um, environmental and sustainability literacy that I think in two years we're going to be able to document that that's happening in 50% of the schools. That is fantastic. That's how, and that's Nisa, how excited I am. Yes, I am excited too. And Nisa, in the minute we have left, talk to mm-hmm. us about your vision and, and where you see the Green Schools movement at this time. Well, so I think we don't know everything that's happening out there, which I actually find really exciting. Every time, I just got back from a conference that was around you know 21st century learning and, and skills, and I was hearing so much there about what schools are doing um, and I always go places and hear these little tidbits about what schools are up to. And there's a lot of sustainability action happening in schools. I really, it's becoming more and more normal to see schools embracing green schools um, principles within their um, classrooms and within their school buildings and that sort of thing. I just think it's, there is more than we even know and that makes me even more hopeful and excited for the future. Well, and, and well said, and me too. And I am so excited to see you both and to soak up the experience of this Green Schools Conference and Expo. For our listeners, go to www.greenschoolsconference.org and be there or be square. It's going to be so much fun. We're going to be here same time, same place next week with more Go Green Radio. Until then. Have a wonderful week and do something in your life to go green.
Did you get some terrific ideas from today's show? Please join us for more next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. It's Go Green Radio with Jill Buck here on Voice America. Go Green Radio is proudly sponsored by Covanta Energy, a leader in providing renewable energy solutions for a cleaner world. Visit www.covantaenergy.com for more information. We'll see you here next week. 